Coming up on this week's episode of the Irreverent Nerds Podcast, we sit down with return guest Lars Desenza of the At Trechnicity Podcast to talk about the final two episodes of Star Trek Picard, Vox and The Last Generation. All that and more coming right after this. I'm Richard. And I'm Will. And together we're the, the Irreverent, Irreverent Nerds. Nerds, I have some exciting news to share. We are now offering a monthly subscription service for our listeners. For the low price of $2.99 per month, subscribers will gain access to two bonus episodes and an invitation to a Zoom gathering. Additionally, subscribers who sign up for our email list are eligible to be entered into a monthly prize drawing. So what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the episode description today to get started. Nerds. Nerds. Yes. Nerds. Nerds. <laughs> so we we are here on Zoom with our good friend Lars Desenza of the Richard Geeks. I don't what would you call it? I mean, I know you have a YouTube channel. It's not like a production company at this point, but it's like the Red Shirt Geeks family. Would you call it a family? Would you call it a, what would you call it? The Red Shirt Geeks, uh, while it is officially just the two of us, Patrick and I, um, we have been in as many as I think six of nice. us. And uh, the Red Shirt Geeks was, was, I guess, envisioned to be a, uh, a community for like-minded individuals of any geek variety that you like. Um, in fact, our motto is where every expendable hero has a home. <laughs> nice. I see very perfectly you're wearing a red shirt tonight. Uh, I don't know I if am. that was planned. <laughs> and I have red hair. Red hair. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Done just, just last night. Flaming red hair. That's right. <laughs> I've never had the, the guts to dye my hair uh we'll, we'll see apparently i've just gotten my first bald spot like up back up here my wife noticed it the other day and i was like oh man oh. i mean the, it's all over now man thinking. yeah <laughs> but, don't worry. i got one too so that's okay know, we, we in the industry refer to this as a midlife crisis <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right <clears throat> my wife has told me that i'm sure that you know, once it reaches a certain point and the bald spot becomes very obvious or it's receding too far, she wants me to just shave my head. Um, mm. so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, All right. Yes, well, it's fun because the number of people, the sheer number of people that I get talking to me and saying, wow, I love your hair. Thanks. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Figure that's a little bit better. We can see each other a little bit better now. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Now we're not looking up to you. We're we're more equals. <laughs> yes, I look up to you, Lars. <laughs> oh, you're a man after my own heart, and I, I have to ask you to stop because I need that heart. Let's try to yeah. There you go. Yeah, we're trying to we're trying to for those of you that are just listening, um, we're trying to triangulate our our audio here. 
Um, one of these days we'll get a set up to where we can have dual microphones that also sync up with with uh, Zoom or whatever we're using at that point. Uh, we might go to Riverside FM at some point. I've, I've heard good things about it, but uh, Zoom it is for the for the moment. <laughs> nice. Well, gentlemen, we are we are here to talk about the the end of the next generation so to speak i know tears tears we're, we're cry cry the oh man picard season three the final season of picard and more or less i mean unless there's some spinoff series with war or something i've heard rumors but in general this is nice. this is the last time we're going to see all of the next generation core cast together in star trek and so we're here to talk about the last two episodes. So Vox and The Last Generation. Yeah, very cool. Oh, um, yeah, they're very, um, you know, the last two, it, it was a very, it was a mixed bag for me because uh, one, you know, of course they continued their, uh, their trapes through Easter egg territory and dropping all these nice little bits and pieces and kind of wrapping things up and bringing us to that coalescent end and then there was also the oh no man this is like the last time we're gonna see these guys you know mm. and um you know as you said there's been some talk of spinoffs uh there has been talk of a captain wharf um series that would predate the uh the picard series uh and then there's also there is talk of a series uh, about the adventures of the enterprise g with yeah. uh, Captain Seven of Nine at the uh, at the uh, in the captain's chair called Star Trek Legacy, spoilers. but spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you... you have to forgive me. It's a I, I spoil everything all the time, and I and I, I often I have to catch myself. No, it's okay. We're going to go ahead and tell our audience here if if you have not seen the final two episodes, wait and listen to this afterwards because yeah, we we probably will jump right in with spoilers. We're just going to go. Yeah, we're not going to even worry about that. So you've been warned. You've been if, warned. If you're listening to this, then you already know we're going to spoil it, right? That's right. If you haven't watched the last two episodes, stop now. We'll wait. <laughs> okay. Now, now, if you haven't Welcome watched back. it because we in in that period that we that you paused the video, then that's it. You've been warned. Yep. <clears throat> All right, so so you referenced something at the very end of, of the finale. Um, I mean, not necessarily a, a surprise, you know, because fairly early on in, was it Vought? Well, I, I don't know. It might have been the midpoint, but, you know, Captain Shaw dies. So, mm. you know, we, we assume Seven is probably going to take over, although it's not necessarily a given. You know, she hasn't been back in Starfleet for too long at this point, so it's like, but yeah, they. Yeah, it's kind of funny that they uh, uh, they kind of went in that direction. Uh, the thing with with Shaw's death, um, it it was like I mean, okay, so first of all, uh, that is the first and so far only time I have ever cried in Star Trek is really? when that dipshit from Chicago uh, <laughs> bought it, and That's I'm funny. telling you, 
Like it was, it was probably the, probably the most most prolific moment for a character for me because you, they'd spent all the whole the whole season kind of, uh, you know, like they got you to hate him really fast, and then he kind of starts to show that he's human and you understand him and he, you start to identify him. Then you really start to like him, and then bam, <laughs> they took I know, him out. I, know. Um, I guess somebody had it, to die, though, right? <laughs> true. the 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 general consensus is that they. Um, they had to take that character out of the mix because they wanted the last like episode and a half to be focused on the TNG crew and Jack. You know, that's it. That's why we didn't see much in the way of Sydney or her sister or any other bridge crew until until like I mean, you saw like the ragtag band from the crew that ends up on the bridge during during the last generation for. Uh, the um the titan a um but yeah i mean that's it's understandable sucks but it's understandable now had you um jumping back to kind of the beginning of uh the vox episode where you know we jump in with 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 troy doing like the betazoid version of a mind meld you know (laughs) with jack yeah and trying to help him open the door and they're talking about the vines and trying to figure out what they were um now i unfortunately i had gotten even before the episodes aired i had already gotten spoiled because i'm on instagram too much i'd already found (laughs) out that there was a board connection i wasn't surprised i mean they so i'm like did you kind of feel like me where they they more or less telegraphed that um leading up to the last two episodes there like was it kind of a wasn't really a, a twist necessarily like um i wouldn't say that it was super surprising but i think it was more the of course it's the board <laughs> situation and not not in so much like the oh my goodness uh, yeah this is so cliched it's the board i mean to be fair yes i guess they did telegraph it from episode one because pretty much everything we saw in some form or another was in the end credits from beginning to end. Um, you know, of course, as the series went along, we saw more and more of those items that were there from the beginning actually show up on screen. But, you know, I I really thought there was going to be more to the whole changeling thing. Um, but it was very, I mean, as much time as they spent with the whole subplot of Vatic um, coming after Jack, um, it was like, wow, guys, that's it. Oh, all right, man, whatever your story. Okay, I'm along for the ride. Um, you know, yeah. And again, I mean, it, like, like initially, I thought when I first when we first covered Vox and the Last Generation on Treknicity, um, I was like, I was super excited because everything was so cool and it was so fresh. And now I've had a couple of weeks to think about it. I'm like, like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know. <laughs> Not going to be too critical about it because, I mean, come on, it was it was the TNG reunion tour the entire season. Oh man! Um, yeah, so I mean, obviously, you finish with getting to see the NC seventeen oh one D, you know, with the original saucer section still intact, back in action. I mean, you know, it, I think I wrote I wrote in my notes at the end of um, which episode of Vox Nerdgasm. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget what threesome oh that's right yeah, oh, yes. threesome. <laughs> that is- you hear yourself 
<laughs> like holy cow man but i mean of course that that goes to the whole thing of, of making warp the butt of the jokes um and they've done that i mean they've done that since oh my goodness when did they really start that i want to say sometime in like maybe insurrection oh, yeah. when they when um you know because when they're all experiencing the regenerative effects um uh, and basically Worf gets super long hair and gets a giant Klingon pimple. I mean, they basically, they, <laughs> they start, they started, they started in, I'm on that one. And then in, um, uh, Nemesis, uh, there was this whole thing where, um, you know, they starts off with Riker and Troy's wedding. Um, apparently Worf is drunk on Romulan ale yeah. and he's, he's complaining about data singing Irvin Berlin's blue skies. Um, <laughs> and then when they go back up to the ship, they're talking about, you know, Oh, when they go to beta Z, they all have to appear naked. And he's the, he's the one with the, with the uh, modesty issues. And it's like, does he say does not appear naked? Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about, man? You got two dongs. Um, you know, so like, I would be like, they're flaunting it. Like, you know, like, like, I mean, he would be walking around. And, I mean, he would be the talk of the wedding. And wait, so, is this a again, feature of Klingon biology that I am heretofore unaware of? Uh, they, they, have, uh, they have two penises. They, ha- they do. Uh, it has <laughs> been made a f- made canon. Um, is they this have two of them. Or, or this... after the thing? <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, this was actually. I think this was made canon after the discussion uh, because there's an episode of TNG where Worf. Um, like basically, a, a, a container falls on him, kind of uh, fractures his spine, and makes him an invalid. And they go in, and they they're doing all this stuff, and they realize that Klingons have a lot of redundant organs. Um, <laughs> and apparently, he has another redundant organ. Um, <laughs> and I'm still now. One way I found that out, I was kind of like, I mean, how did Troy like let him go? Like, wait a minute, man. But you really cool, yeah, I digress. But you know, the whole thing is that they make um they use this as as another opportunity to make Worf the butt of the joke. So he makes the he makes the comment about and I make a threesome and then it's like and then they then they allude to the fact that he was responsible for the destruction of the Enterprise E. Um because uh it has been made canon that Worf uh succeeded Picard as captain of the Enterprise E at some point in his career. Oh. And he was also he was also involved either directly or indirectly with its destruction. See, I was wondering where that came from because like I, I couldn't I couldn't think of any direct connection. Like was that from like a video game or a book or like Yeah, I I, I don't even know if it was I don't don't even know if it's like if it's been published, but through the magic of Star Trek lore, um you know, from the creators who the people, the showrunners and whatnot, they've made certain things canon by including them. And that is one of them. Okay. Yeah. I want to say, I, I dare say, I, I want to say, I mean, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I want to say that I heard somewhere that, that the destruction of the Enterprise E at Warp's, in Warp's command, happened in a comic book. Okay. So, you know, I may have to check that out. But yeah, that's kind of, um, again, they're taking the opportunity to, to make him the butt of all the jokes. I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on Cleon Anatomy. 
<laughs> what about the women? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, they like, have, I don't know, man. Do they have redundancies as well? How does this work? Uh, We're gonna. I mean, I, I, I think I'm gonna have to, you know, take take the risk of 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 being beaten to death during during the mating ritual just to find out. <laughs> All right, so let, let's get back on track a bit here. Um, so. So what did uh, what's everybody's thoughts on the? Because I had already I had already heard the rumors about, you know, that something of the Borg was transmitted to Jack, and obviously you pick up on hints of that. Then they finally explain, you know, how that occurred. So essentially, they it was like a, I think more or less they modified Jean Luc's DNA in a way that thirty five years ago they were saying was not detectable. So what? What were your thoughts on on that? Like, I was wondering if like nano nanobots or uh, nanobots, not right word. If that nanites were going to be involved in some way, mm. um, but yeah, this to me it made more more sense. Like what they did, the ex- explanation they gave. Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple of instances where where the um, showrunners of various shows have gone back and explained something that's been a mystery for a long time. Um, I have another good example is in uh, season four of Enterprise, uh, they finally retconned and gave a plausible explanation as to why there were Klingons without ridges. Um, <laughs> because, you know, because, you know, back in, back in the sixties, when they made the original series, you know, they didn't have the money for the prosthetics. So, they just look like a bunch of, of Puerto Ricans in gold lame. Um, <laughs> and um, the, um, you know, I mean, that's because I just, I mean, they basically, for the lack of a better phrase, they blackfaced a, a bunch of white, uh, white actors yeah. um, to, to make them look like aliens. Uh, and I mean, that's, but again, there was something that was just like when, when Star Trek, the motion picture came out, and they they changed the Klingons to have the forehead ridges to make them look more menacing. They had to figure it out how to to explain it. Um, and of course, another yet op, uh, opportunity to make Worf the butt of the joke in the DS9 episode uh, Trials and Tribulations. They go back in time to the epi- the time period of the episode tri- uh, Trouble with Tribbles, and they're like all looking at Worf like, "What do you mean those are Klingons?" And he says something stupid like, "We don't talk about it." Oh, yeah, it was like, they go it's, it was in an enterprise period in Klingon history or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Um, and yeah, so they went back and they were, you know, through a good story, they, they explained that away. In uh, Picard, <clears throat> them explaining that the Borg had introduced genetic changes, very subtle genetic changes during his imprisonment as Locutus. Um, served to make a really good explanation as to why Jean-Luc could hear the collective during the events of um, first contact. And then also um, why through, through genetic, you know, through genetic uh, procreation, um, Jack uh, had his DNA modified because of course it was in his father. So, um, you know, again, I think they did a really good, good job of, kind of finding a way to explain something it wasn't just a, a MacGuffin or a deus ex machina um and yeah i mean 
it, it, I mean, to you know, in a way, you're kind of like, oh, really? So great. He's a Borg transmitter. That's super. <laughs> um, but in the in, but they did. Um, I mean, they did it in such a way that they they led you down the garden path. I mean, I remember the uh, the couple of weeks prior to them, ex- like you know, his origins being explained in in Vox. You know, the rumor mill was alight with the fact, like, where else have we seen something like this? Where else have we seen something that looks like somebody's possessed? Oh my goodness, he could be uh, possessed by a paw wraith from D- uh, from uh, Deep Space Nine. Um, Oh my goodness, that could have totally explain why he's acting this way and and why the uh, the changelings are after him and yada yada yada. So they had everybody. I even me. I was like, oh, I got it. <laughs> you got me. Um, and of course, they turn around. I was like, huh, psych. Um, but yeah, I know. I mean, I think they did a really good job um, of coming up with a way to explain why he can do what he does. Yeah, and I, I like that. I do like that in this season they tie it back to what are arguably the two best episodes of of TNG. Definitely in the top five, yet not the top two. Um, you know, the best of both worlds, part one and part two. I thought that is cool that they they tied it back to that, and you know, and it it. I don't know if like in Picard's journey. I'm not entirely sure that he needed resolution, you know, about the Borg, but I, I do like that in, in the series, like even some back in the first season, they ex- explored more of that and more of his history of that. So, so I have, have appreciated that. But speaking of season one and season two, I, I couldn't help but, but think repeatedly while watching this season, I was like, but what about the new Borg? You know, with Allison, mm. Allison Pill's character and she created this, what, new species of Borg, like, where are ah they? yes, poor, where are they poor Gotti. You know, and, and where's Hugh? You know, and where's like uh Wallace? Well, like, how could they not be well, aware of anything? You know, it's like yeah, they, and they did explain why Borgatti and her crew didn't show up uh, in season three. Um, I think that I want to say it was the Queen, the Borg Queen, um, explained that the the Borg species that you know, that basically show, you know, that were given provisional uh, entrance into the Federation were from a different timeline. They weren't, they didn't originate from, um, you know, where they are, you know, in this time, because it's only a couple of years since, since that all happened. Um, And so they're kind of that, they use that to explain um, why they didn't show up, you know, realistically, it was budgetary constraints. Um, and then also, um, I don't know if you recall, and um, I'm sorry if I'm going to continue spoiling things, but that's what I do. Um, in season one, they actually killed Hugh. Um, he that's was right. on right. he was on the uh, the board cube that uh, Seven of Nine temporarily became queen of, um, and they killed him. They also, you know, I mean. Yeah, seasons one and two are things I try not to think about all that often because, <laughs> despite the fact that it had some really cool elements, it would they were just yeah not so fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, and you're right. I mean, a lot of people ask the same questions: where where were this person? Where were they? Where what, you know why didn't this happen? And you know, I mean, 
when you think about the end of the movie First Contact, when the Enterprise goes back to their own time through, um, through the chron- you know the chronological uh, wormholes that they use to get back to their own time, you know when they knew just how aggressive the Borg were, why did they not go on the offensive at that point and just go go a Borg hunting? Um, because they knew how close they came to absolute extinction. Um, but again, I mean, it comes down to you can ask a thousand questions, and not all of them are going to get a get a um, a reasonable answer. It always almost always comes down to budgetary constraints. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like you look at the episode Vox, and and um, I do I can't remember the name of the class, uh, but it's the it's the class of ship that effectively started to replace the Galaxy class. And if you look closely during the um, ship formation shots, um, when the Borg collective takes over the fleet, um, the ships have no nacelles. They have no warp engines on them because they missed them in the final render, 3D render. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, like, whoops, sorry, guys. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. Yeah, that's, that, that's, a, that's a big miss. But yeah. But TV, I mean, this is obviously the way TV is done a lot of times now. It's it is a little different because you have fewer episodes, higher production level. I think I was reading on Wikipedia earlier today that this series, like for the ten episodes, each one had roughly an eight to nine million dollar budget. Hmm. You know, so effectively it comes out to like a 80, 90 million dollar movie budget, more or less. Um, although you get a lot more bang for your buck at the end of the day. Um, you get ten episodes, you know, with I think man, movie level production quality for the most part, like for 80, 90 million. I mean, that's granted. I, I don't, I don't know how they even measure profit off of an individual series nowadays with streaming and everything. Um, so I don't even know how that, how that shakes out. But like, About the quality. Yeah. I watched the old episodes with uh, when they introduced Locutus. And I just want to say that looks a lot better now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, because yep. I, I want to say that uh, in, in Best of Both Worlds, um, the two-part episode where Picard becomes Lacutus, I think they do have like they have obviously they have the headgear on him. They have some some of the arm, you know, like the body uh, armor modifications and whatnot. But for the most part, his outfit was like a like a leotard. Um, if you look closely enough, it's like a like an olive green or like yeah. really kind of very dark colored. Um, a leotard that he was wearing uh, or or a onesie or something like that but uh yeah i mean to be fair yes like the the level of detail the the film like quality the cinematic quality of these episodes you can't ignore but at the same time i think in a way it doesn't do some of the um it doesn't do some of the the nostalgic parts justice um because you know we spent seven years watching um excuse me we spent seven years watching the you know tng with its production values um you know from season three onward it got better for the most part but still overall there was a general production value that they employed um and you like when they brought the enterprise d back for the season of picard I don't know how you guys felt, but I really felt like it was like the difference between seeing something in SD and HD quality, you know, like the, you know, like you go back and if you watch, if you watch TNG 
even the like even even the uh the re-upped version or the higher mm. quality versions that that you get in streaming and the new blu-rays and whatnot um you still look at it and look at this one you're like wow is that what it really looks like i mean is that like what it would have really looked like in real life and you know to some degree it's like i don't i don't know i mean it's cool i mean there was obviously there's the nostalgia part and there was the fan service part and the and the just sheer badassery that is the enterprise d but at the same time you're like that picture like that ground you know that 3d rendering of that ship it just did not and, and it didn't look like it does in the series and um the the bridge set itself was like it, it looks like some guy just spent a shit ton of money putting together his own fan ser- you know set because it is like i mean the details are the down to the minutiae I mean, I love it like really cool. Like when they, you know, when he puts his hand on the El Cars display and all the lights come on and they come on in sequence and instead of just like all lights, because, you know, you know, in the in the series, it was just a piece of uh, layered colored film over a light source so that when it came up, it came on. It just came Hmm. on. Whereas this one, of course, they're all computer graphics. So when he hits, they can control it in any way they want. So it lights up in sequence, and you're just like, yeah, that looks really cool. Mm -hmm. But it's not the same. You know, I I jokingly said to uh, my broadcasting partner, Patrick, I said, I would have laughed really hard if if they had turned the lights on and the guy who was like, there's an old, old meme of some dude vacuuming the carpet uh, on the Enterprise D bridge and the cap and the caption says um, was it join Starfleet they said it'll be uh, see new worlds they said it'll be great they said and dude's literally sitting there like right in front of a card seat with a vacuum cleaner <laughs> and I'm like that would have been so funny if he yeah. like if they flipped the lights on and suddenly he's like uh, <laughs> uh, still there after after like 35 years <laughs> Um, oh man! But I digress. I digress. Um, I, like, I, I could. They threw in a little joke there. That Picard's like, I realize now what I've missed: the carpet. <laughs> like, all the like, newer, all the newer ones don't have carpet. Yeah, it's like... yeah they're all like, uh, they're all sort of, you know, metal deck plates and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, you know, and again, I mean, look, no, no disrespect intended to the, um, uh, to the people. I mean, we we, uh, we interviewed Doug Drexler. Who was behind all the concept art this season of um, of uh, Picard, and also uh, a lot of the concept drawings for the ships and whatnot, and that appeared in season two. Um, you know, I mean, he's a prolific Star Trek artist and, and designer and whatnot. Um, and Terry Metalis, you know, the only complaint I had about that guy is somebody needed to take take away the Star Trek sound effects library from him because they found. Like, like he must have just been sitting there just like playing them all and he's like oh i like that one. Oh, i like that one. Oh, that's cool let's use that one let's use that one it's like man okay this is the 25th century and you have a tricorder sound that sounds like uh the the doo-doo 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 sound from star trek 3 like wait a minute <laughs> what did he do is there like a is like is there like, is like a collector somewhere who's like hey man do you want to put this this uh, uh, you know, like a two hundred fifty year old piece of equipment back into service. Yeah, let's do it. No, but I, again, no disrespect intended. It was 
it was great fun. Um, as, as much nitpicking as, as us fans can do, um, I was thoroughly impressed with how this entire season um, coalesced and ended off. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, um, now Will, unfortunately, hasn't gotten to see the episodes in between. Yeah, I'm still in season two, but I did see the first episode or two of the season, obviously the last two episodes. I thought it was a really good uh, send-off. Oh, wait till you get to meet Sneed. 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 Oh, yeah, Sneed. The 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 coolest-looking Ferengi that has ever shown up in a Star Trek series. Oh, yeah, series. yeah, that's right. Yeah, like the like the true the truest form of a Ferengi, and I mean, come on, we've had we've had the likes of um, of Armin Schubermann and Max Grudichek, um being um, Quark and Rom as being like super awesome. Like, I mean, they were the funniest um, Ferengi I've ever ever seen in any production. Full stop. <laughs> yeah, um, and the character Sneed is a um he is a Ferengi um gangster. Yeah. And and he does it with style. Yeah, no, I enjoyed that too. I enjoyed that too. So um speaking of little Easter eggs, um, you've mentioned that a couple of times, like just how many Easter eggs are uh Shelby. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on Shelby. <laughs> oh my goodness. I think it was I think it was just it was it was poor 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 shelby man like yeah. they ganked her i think the fr- the phrase that patrick uses they fridged her they fridged her in two shots <laughs> it was like like oh look it's shelby after 35 years of not seeing a character pop pop done yep <laughs> wow wow like, you guys hey. suck <laughs> yeah and they yeah. they gave the impression like it's like the um like the, one of the big reveals, like the new technology that they're revealing there at, at uh, Founders Day is like the, not Founders Day, what they Frontier Day. Frontier Day. Frontier sorry. Day. Founders Day. Uh, at Frontier Day is the um, the entire fleet being synced up, and I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And but but she who apparently is not a changeling and is too old to have been assimilated, still thought it was a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get, that was. I mean, even Picard says it. Even or, Picard's like the fir- the one person who would be totally against um, the fleet having Borg-like tendencies is the one champion in it. Wait a minute, what's going on here? Oh, I mean, maybe I don't feel so bad about her popping, her, <laughs> ganking her in that episode. Like, like, like I mean, we yeah, we I saw. Like how how you know we saw we saw the same thing in Battlestar Galactica. How well do you think that went? <laughs> oh man, uh, Lars, Lars, we're coming up oh. on a on a minute for our, our first section here. Um, so I will have to pause it, and then we'll uh, we'll come back and and finish up our our talk here. Okay. So we'll be right we'll be back in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> here, I'd like to take a moment to talk to you about the irreverent nerds. They're sitting here in my hideout, all tied up. 
uh, so they can't say this themselves, but they would like you to know that there are multiple options by which you can connect with them. Their Instagram handle is at irreverent underscore nerds. They're on Facebook and YouTube as simply the irreverent nerds. Ugh, so pedantic. And of course, they are on your podcast app. If you listen on Spotify, scroll down and you will see a question. What did you think of this episode? They welcome your feedback, or so they told me. They also post episode-specific polls and questions from time to time, so please feel free to jump in and give them your two cents while they're still alive. <laughs> All right, nerds, I've talked enough. Let's get back to this week's episode. It might be their last. We're back, nerds. <laughs> Back for second section of this session, recording session with Mister. You really need like a you need like a, a, a like a an on hold or like a intermission music, you know, uh, like yeah. a real snazzy like jazz band going, you know, like, I like jazz. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> which is now um, podcasters for Spotify, but um, it has it has some pretty cool options like. Uh, I really like the jazz music they have on there. Actually, we use a lot of it in our like uh, little segues and promos and stuff. Um, so yeah, there will be a promo in between the two segments, and it'll probably have jazz music. So it'll be something snazzy. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, occasionally, like in the past, I haven't done one in a while, but I would do like a little skit with like impressions and stuff. The certain impressions I like to do. Uh, I do a pretty good Mr. Burns uh, from. Oh, nice. Burns. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I'll do a, a, Kermit. a back and forth between Burns and Smithers. Yeah, I can do Kermit the Frog reasonably well. Um, it's, oh, I like yeah, it. It's fun. It's fun. But yeah, Very that cool. one's. I got one. There's one with Kermit still up on our YouTube channel. So you should check it out sometime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And actually, do a pretty good Mark Hamill Joker. <laughs> Oh, nice! Yeah, I think so. And don't let my grandma know that he might. He got my get. You might get a, an angry phone call from him. Oh, <laughs> oh, from Mark? <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mark too. Yeah. He seems like one of the nicest, nicest celebrities out there. He, he seems that way. Like, yeah, a, yeah. He does. I mean, yeah. He definitely seems like he, he just plays a grumpy old man on TV. I heard. <laughs> I heard that now that um. Kevin Conroy has passed that he won't do Joker anymore. It makes In sense. his honor. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. And Mark's getting, he's getting up there too. So he's probably like, I'm going to retire. But you know, I like yep. that. I like that. I like that. Is he, I made enough money. I think I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure he's, uh, well, actually, I don't know. I guess it depends on what his contract was like with 20th Century Fox back in the day. Because, like, I, sometimes you don't get much like i heard james cameron like for titanic i think because of something to do with the way things were structured even though the thing made like 2.2 billion dollars worldwide he didn't make much money if any off of it because of the way his mm. contracts were i think it was titanic one of the big movies he was in you know he he directed he had to like i think he had to forfeit his his royalties or something but yeah, you're like, wow, all that money and you didn't make anything off of it. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know. 
Yeah, <clears throat> but you know, I'm sure they're I'm sure they're doing okay financially. Oh no, yeah, I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> I'm sure he's made money off of other things, and I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. Yeah, his newest venture. It didn't quite. I don't think it's going to either. It didn't quite surpass the first Avatar, but it still did pretty damn good. <laughs> like two, it's like getting close to two point four billion dollars right now. Like last I checked, I'm kind of nerdy about yeah, that kind of yeah, stuff. I'll take a, I'll take a, I'll take one percentage point of that, and I'll, I think I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear, I hear <laughs> that. I hear that. You think about how many people are involved in making the movie, though. Like you just look at, you know, they'll show at the end of a film sometimes, like this employed ten thousand people. And you're like. Once you spread that much, even though it seems like a lot of money, once you spread it out across like 10,000 people, not to mention, you know, the executives and all that, uh, then it really isn't as much as you think. <laughs> I, I guess it's a good thing in the future they don't have money, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Even though they often act like they still have economic structures. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like Scotty's line in, um, in, in the Undiscovered Kid Street. Well, that's good. I just bought a boat. Really? With what? <laughs> yeah. Did you go back to the barter system? <laughs> yeah. Did, 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 you, did you go back and, and leave, leave the uh, formula for transparent aluminum to, to one of your ancestors? Mm-hmm. No, he, he left the formula for a, an amazing scotch with a hint of, you know, some... <laughs> uh, oh, what's, uh, what's one of the whiskeys that uh, is in Star Trek? I can't think well, of. Well, I mean, there's Aldebaran whiskey uh, yeah. that he had with, uh, and when he showed up in the episode of Relics. Um, but you know, if, if, okay, so way off topic. If Scotty had his own line of scotch, I'm pretty sure it'd just be called No Bloody A, B, C, or D. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There you go. And it would be uh, it would be uh, promoted by um, Nick Offerman. Of course it would. Yeah. Yes, the man, the man who, uh, who, who defines uh, classic masculinity. Lagavulin whiskey. <laughs> yeah, Nick. Yeah, very much side note, but he, he'd be cool in Star Trek. I would love to. Yeah, he's a good. He's a cool guy. A cool guy. Anyway. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So getting getting back to our our topic. <laughs> so I have a note here, Picard. Yeah, you know, once the assimilations start happening, it's the old farts versus the whippersnappers. Yeah, <laughs> like everyone twenty. That was a little specific. Like everyone, I mean, they had a reason behind it, but everyone twenty-five and under got assimilated through the transporters. <clears throat> but I guess was it Crusher explained it as the um, uh, stop the, growing. the point at which your cognitive development, yeah. more or less. Yeah, the, yeah, the cerebral cortex stops developing. Um, well. <laughs> okay so my thoughts on that one uh, my first thought was i had this vision of it being like um west side story you know the jets versus the sharks you got like the the <laughs> young officers versus the old ones and they're like you know they're coming along creeping along snapping their fingers <laughs> yeah and uh and then the other one was i i would have loved i think i would have died happily if um if like just there was just even just a voiceover of of Doctor McCoy, you know, with the see, I told you those things were no good. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. No, that 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 would have been that would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. The 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 concept itself of of how the board would have played the long game doing that that was pretty neat. 
I, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you're just like, wow. Uh, wonder how they're going to do, how they're going to back that one out. <laughs> yeah. I, I, otherwise, it's going to be this like, oh, wow, man. I bet there's going to be a lot of people, like, you know, a lot of people getting smoked in this episode. Mm. No, 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 no. They come, they come in, you know, with the, with the modified phasers that are modified with the transporter tags. And it's like, Oh yeah. I want, I, I want to be pissed off with that, but it was pretty clever. That's pretty cool. Uh, I was like, um, I'm like, where was that all this time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Transport someone somewhere else. Um, I mean, I guess they could only transport them to another area of the ship, but, but still. Uh, yeah. But it's so funny. Cause you think about the concept, you know, it's like, Wow, nobody thought no after like since the whole uh, incident with an insurrection, nobody thought of transporter tags and like marrying up a gun with them so that you're not killing people, you're just kind of you know popping them somewhere else temporarily. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's like, well, you know, transporter tags are really expensive. Well, what do you mean expensive? Because I thought there was no money. (laughs) Wait a minute, guys, (laughs) something's not adding up here. Either you don't have money or you do have money. Well, we have Federation credits. Okay, so do you have something that you exchange for goods and services? Well, technically, yeah, but it's not money. Well, what is it then? Stop. <laughs> just okay. Just stop. Okay. You don't. You don't have to sit there and convince me that the future is better because just because you guys might still use cash. <laughs> I don't care. Sorry. Yeah, well, I think uh, the writers over the years are probably wish that Roddenberry hadn't come up with that one because it's really hard I'm sure it's really hard to write ep- certain episodes without m- money involved at least with the Federation obviously you can throw the Frangie in there and you know they use money and other species species other other aliens the use money but but yeah that still had to be hard at times to figure out how to work around <laughs> it's like it's like, did we go backwards to the barter system? Is it just trading goods and services for other material goods? Or, yeah, I have a like... chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a chicken. I'll trade it for a warp nacelle. That's wait a minute. Hang on, wait, wait a minute. A chicken. No, I mean, hey, first of all, this chicken is awesome. And they bring out like the chicken, <laughs> like the like the rooster from from um uh Oh, I can't think of the uh, the name of the movie. The Disney movie. <laughs> oh, uh, or, yep. or Chicken Run, you know? The How about that run, from yeah. Chicken Run? Uh, it's like, so, wait, is that Mel Gibson? No. Yeah. What uh, was I, that? I, gra- I think I think somebody I think somebody grabbed the wheel and just went <laughs> <laughs> just steered us way off course. Uh, but that's okay. Yeah, well, you know when Mel Gibson, me. if Mel Gibson comes up in a Star Trek conversation, something something went off the rails. Yeah, yeah, I could have seen him. Awesome. Although you know, theoretically speaking, I could have seen him as the big bad guy of the of the season. Oh man, <laughs> Mel Gibson in Star Trek that that would have been interesting. I will say that. You know, oh, you know, I mean, it's not a Mel Gibson performance, but it's a Mel Gibson character. You know, in. Uh, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, you know, you know, like Data could have just like <laughs> when he goes all badass and, and like starts re- Return of the Jedi and the um, the flight through the board cube, you know, he could have grabbed a, pan, a can of spray paint and just went, shh, shh, witness me, yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that that was that was kind of fun. Where 
the well data was having fun for well not to say the first time but you know close um at, speaking of data like how did you guys feel about the new and improved data like i, I have mixed emotions about it i liked him i didn't know he was back i, I want to say um my thought was tell me you're you're sick and tighter tired of gold body makeup without telling me you're sick and tired of gold body makeup <laughs> <laughs> um well i mean look it was great that brent spiner was returning uh as some character they 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 teased that it would be lore for the entire series now that data was technically fully gone but um but the fact that they were able to work you know and um, you know, they had Alton Soong and they had, and they had uh, elements of, of lol and lore and data all in one character, you know, it, it played well, played very well to Brent Spiner's strengths of an a- as an actor because, you know, I mean, he is, he is first and foremost a comedian and, um, you know, I still remember seeing him for the first time on Night Court um, and I, I mean, you're just like, there's no way that guy goes on to be data, yep. <laughs> um, so so him having the freedom uh to be more a part of the crew uh, and seeing seeing their struggle from the flip side of the coin uh was a nice touch um you know again it was very much a how do we fit this in while at the same time playing service you know playing fan service while at the same time you know giving brent spiner something meaningful you know it's like um uh, like uh, Kevin Smith and his Clerks movies, you know, like there was Clerks, which was epic, and then there was Clerks Two, and you're like, wow, they they you know they've got a really really good formula here, and then suddenly it's like we should do a Clerks Three, and they're like, why? <laughs> like we've kind of wrapped everything up, but they found a way to do it, you know, and again, so they found a good way to bring Brent Spiner back into that role. It not only did it give him a role to play without it being as perhaps work intensive, having to wear all that gold makeup and whatnot. Um, but also um, it allowed us to allow them to tug on our heartstrings through the other characters. Yeah. You know, the fact that, I mean, imagine, imagine, okay. So imagine Will um, is gone, you know, and suddenly like 30 years later, you know, through the, the miracle of modern science, um, they they build a replica of of Will with with his memories intact. You know, for the most part, and you're just like, wow! I just got I just got this this guy annoying me. You know, I got rid of him 35 years ago, and somehow he's back to annoy me again. <laughs> Actually, I, you, I think you I was going there. Will came back as a as a head in a jar from Futurama. <laughs> Like <laughs> I'm with my lips. That's right. <laughs> you, you, get a, you could be on the shelf right next to <laughs> Richard, President Richard. <laughs> I, I want. I want to be. I, I want to be Jonathan Frakes's head. Woo! Front row. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. So you know, as they wrapped up this this season, um, and wrapped up the final performances for most if not all the of the characters um and the actors playing those characters um i really felt that they did justice to the characters to the um and then to the fans as well because 
you know, I mean, like when we when we saw the end of TNG back in 1994, it was like, oh, okay, well, that was sad, but you know, we'll move on. And then almost immediately, like like six months later, we got Star Trek um, Generations, or like a year, maybe a year after, we got Star Trek Generations, and they were back already. And then we got got them two years later, and and um first contact and then two years later in uh uh insurrection then you know a few years later in in nemesis <clears throat> and so when they were gone we were just like okay all right now you know now we're done okay now we just can live in the we can live in the in the memory of what we can watch and go back and see and then suddenly it's like hey we're going to bring, bring sir patrick stewart back to, to reprise his role as picard and he was like, nah, you know what, guys? Uh, I think I'm good. We're like, hey, well, we won't do it like we did with the series. You know, it won't be this whole this whole team dynamic thing with the TNG crew. He's like, okay, I'll give it a go. And they, you know, you know how I feel about the first season, two seasons of Picard, <laughs> but I digress. Um, it was a good concept, you know, and it was enough to, to entice him back. And, of course, everybody, like, they knew they were going to do three seasons, but they just didn't know what they're going to do. So they figured, look, if we're going to do a third season, let's really pull out all the stops and let's really play up um, to the fans for this one because, um, you know, they're stuck with us through thick and thin um, and we're going to give them the, all that we can give them. And I think they did a really good job. I mean, even to the point where um, at the very end, the very end when, you know, they even pull out some more of the Easter eggs, including – uh, get ready! Spoiler alert. Um, they rename the Titan. They rechristen it the Enterprise G, with yeah. as the aforementioned Captain Seven and her first officer, Commander Rafi, and the and an ensign nepotism next to her. Um, <laughs> um, but when you saw them all gonna get back together and tend forward, and um, you know playing poker because that was a, a central theme for a lot of the characters throughout the series. Uh, and just, and you didn't look like you were watching um, characters acting out a scene. It looked like a bunch of old friends, yeah. you know, reliving the good times. I mean, they couldn't have done better if they had played um, Bruce Springsteen's glory days over that end scene. Oh man. <laughs> no, and I love, you know I, mean? I love that. That was definitely a callback to um, All Good Things, yeah. where Picard finally, the last episode of the series, sits down to play poker. And then I like the fact that he's the one that initiates it in this, the poker game. You know, I, even though it's like Picard 2.0, it's, it's still, still pretty cool. <laughs> now, I missed some episodes, obviously, but I feel like we were missing some Whoopi Goldberg right there. Yeah, yeah, she should yeah. Have back up there. She should have been right there. She even if it was just a, a walk on cameo, just yeah. enough. Even if it was like because they because they even make a mention, like he's like, oh, Guinan's giving me the side eye. And I mean, it, like if she would just like been on site on set for one day just to get a shot of her, you know, giving that Guinan look, I would have been like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, man, we got her back again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hell, hell, the gang's all here, you know. I'm glad we and got her. In, every... I'm glad we got her in yeah. season two. But yeah, that, that would have been nice if she had been there. At yeah. The... You know, and they talk about, um, and of course, one of the other things that people talked about was why didn't Wesley show up? You know, yeah, why yeah. didn't Wesley come back? Because, and, and actually, to be, you know, to, to his credit, um, Will Wheaton had a wonderful response about, 
you know, the character was the Crusher is now, he's not a human anymore. He's a traveler. Um, and they have rules. The rules, like, you know, the travelers can't go back and interact with people from their past lives because it can it can distract them in a way because the travelers kind of keep shit together. You know, they're, uh, they're, they're keeping an eye on things and making sure that stuff doesn't go completely sideways. So if they, if suddenly, you know, they're going back and seeing their mom, their brother, their sister, their wife, the kids, whatever, it could cause, you know, a major, major problem. So, so if nothing else, if it's just for headcanon, that was a really good explanation. Um, and then, you know, you know, they do this whole thing at the end where they had the mid credit scene and you, and you see, um, uh, ensign nepotism i mean um, jack crusher um <laughs> unpacking his bag in his quarters and whatnot and suddenly we get the uh spoiler alert yeah. we get the uh <laughs> the return of q um who was supposedly dead at the end of season two um and it's like oh cool that leads us into something mm-hmm. you know we, we we you know we're gonna we're gonna we got another direction we can go on we can go out beyond this point They've given it uh, an end to that, and it was like, yeah, that's cool. And then, and then like the you know the, the episode's over and the dust settles, and we're like, okay. And a couple of days later, you're like, wow. And then suddenly you're just like, you know, what would have been even funnier is right after that, like at the very end of the credits, it would cut to one last scene, and it would be this backwards bar on some some faraway planet, and Laris is still there waiting. For John oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. <laughs> I've seen quite a few memes about that. It's like <clears throat> things they forgot. <laughs> yeah, like wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we uh, just um, just last week we did an episode um, for um, uh, for Trekknicity. We wrapped up season six, and what we did is a, a an all all Picard series um, coverage. <laughs> And Patrick went back to one of the old things he used to do, and that is throwing, like writing stuff down on, on index cards and putting them in front of the camera. And the last one I think he does is Justice for Laris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, because Order Brady, you know, she's a phenomenal actress. And uh, I love the character of Laris. Even, you know, um, <clears throat> even the other character she plays in season two of Picard. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I just felt like, wow, you know, we were so caught up in nostalgia and wow, and, and Picard and and the Crusher and and their son, oh, they're all together now, and yay, we're happy family. And meanwhile, we just we go back and remember, oh yeah, John Luke is a piece of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> he leaves his girlfriend stranded <laughs> on some planet. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now we have to have now we have to have either like a supplemental uh, episode. Well, we have to have a fourth season because it's got to be it's got to be all about like Laris's revenge. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess they. I'm sure they. It wouldn't surprise me if they talked about it, and then maybe they just thought like, "Hey, this would take away from like the final where it's like, you know, father, mother, son, you know, and and then Laris, dad's girlfriend, <laughs> you know." Um, <laughs> So they may have talked about it, but yeah, yeah, oh, that would it, it be does. too realistic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem fair to her. <laughs> hey, Paul, you just left to wonder. What, what like, about your girlfriend? Like, <laughs> you just look, 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 you see his look on on Jalu's face. Like, just... 
It's like, well, I'm getting, I'm getting old. Oh, oh, my liver, my liver. That's your back. Oh, son, my liver. This, this is my girlfriend. No, Dad, I don't. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll never call her mom. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I've got, I've got some. Um, so I like creating. I don't. You've probably seen a few of them on my uh, Instagram, Lars, but um, I like creating memes. It's actually how this whole thing got started in the first place. Um, <laughs> yeah, like before the pod, before the podcast, there were memes. Um, but no, I've definitely got some meme fodder. Um, someone, someone else has probably already created these, but yeah, there's some good quotes in here. Um, but one that might make some good meme fodder. I think I heard somebody else poke fun at this, but um, how and um anthropocentric or ethnocentric parts of the episode are where like at the beginning of the final episode beverly's like if earth falls everything falls i'm like a bit much like yeah like i'd be like <laughs> agree, I, I, suddenly i'd be like my, if my character was there i'd be like so what do you say there beverly uh everything revolves around earth didn't they kind of like disprove that like back in the re- renaissance times? It's like uh <laughs> Copernicus. <laughs> yeah. Which which <laughs> uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's I like... thought that I was like, wow, that's really I think yeah. I turned to you and said, that's really arrogant. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it's it's like all those movies where America is the center of everything, or yeah. <laughs> if America I falls, mean, the free world falls. <laughs> I had to go to New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like, are you saying that Earth is the only place that has any significance in all the Federation? <laughs> no one, no what, no wonder Vulcan ends up noping out in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so um, I was looking down at my my notes here, getting back to somewhat more serious elements of the episode. I was trying to recall because um, the when we finally uh, get the conversation between Picard, aka Lacutus, and the Borg Queen, she's obviously in very bad shape, and she talks about she essentially blames him for the demise of. The Borg, and I was racking my brain, like trying to remember, like, does this go back to first contact? Like, did he send a virus? I was trying to recall. It was like she's holding him responsible for for that, and I was trying to remember in within the canon, like, was he like? Oh, oh, it happens. Oh, it, do- it definitely happens. But <clears throat> spoiler alert, not by Picard. Yeah, <laughs> the, wasn't it? The Voyage is the Voyager finale. It yeah. is. Uh, it is Admiral Janeway who poisons the the board queen, and and uh, the thing is, of course, it's just like everybody's like, "Oh yeah, man, she's totally mad at Jean Luc." Yeah, that, this is the whole thing is she's gonna take his son, and and she she's mad because you know all this stuff happened. I'm like, <laughs> uh, uh, lady, um, uh, I hate to break this to you, but uh, I think you got the wrong one. You know, oh, I don't want the cutest anymore. Yeah, 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 I got that in back in, in first contact. Okay, got it. You wanted data, you couldn't have them. Eh, you know. And now, you know, crotch the old man Picard shows up. 
Hi, I'm I'm here to be your Lacutus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pass, hard pass. So. Yeah, because I wonder, like, because I know obviously the finale of of Voyager, it kind of bounces back and forth between that the um, you know year seven and and that timeline, but then it goes into the future when she does all of that. So I was trying to think, like, would this would that have predated or postdated this event like because she's obviously older but I, yeah. i'm trying to remember if they said how much older everybody was at that point like, uh, like i don't recall i mean has died right at that point and like yeah justice for chakotay yeah <laughs> uh, but the thing is yeah i mean it's kind of very convoluted and of course they're going to explain with and they're going to explain it away and go well, since it technically never happened because they they destroyed the Borg transwarp conduit network and 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 then took the uh, took the bullet train home, you know that those events don't ha- didn't happen the same way. I'm like, okay, if you start messing with time travel with this one, okay, you're not gonna have words. <laughs> like, like I'm I'm a big fan of time travel, but uh uh-uh. uh, Ixnay on the iron travel tray, Kelvin. <laughs> Kelvin. Yeah. No, 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 no. Kelvin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I mean, it, it's, I think they were going along. I mean, they were, uh, there's all different ways to explain how, how this plays out. They, of course, wanted there to be the, 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 the pinnacle of that moment is the fact that the Borg Queen wants revenge for what happened to them. And she's going to take it out on Jean Luc because he's bested her before and he and she's going to take his son away from him and so of course it makes a much more dramatic much more engaging story element and it's understandable you could forget it, it makes sense yeah it would have gotten too complicated and I, you know if they try to bring janeway in and done like a thing with her in seven you know yeah. that would have had some gravitas to it but but obviously this is about jean-luc and not you know it's not janeway's show um yeah there's a reason why i was called star trek picard yeah (laughs) i mean if it it had been called picard and friends you know it'd be a different story (laughs) there you go spider-man and his friends no that's Uh, that's right (laughs) who are these friends when did he become friends with these people yeah it'd be like (laughs) bullshit you don't have any friends i do wonder now though now that they've done this with picard like are they gonna start doing this with some of the other properties like are they going to do a ds9 reunion are they going to do a voyager the life and times of the ferengi like, oh, um, <laughs> ferengi and friends yes It'd be a set, do it in saturday morning uh, cartoon style well they do season five of enterprise you know you know they what else are they going to pull out of the out of the not mothballs moth but like um well you know, I think they're, um, you know, obviously they're, they're winding down discovery. Um, um, <laughs> but, um, but they also have, you know, they have strange new worlds. Um, I, again, I think they're going to, they're going to roll something with the Star Trek legacy. And then it will, and then of course you still have lower decks and you have prodigy. Um, so it's, there's still plenty of, of areas to, uh, to roll with. And of course they've announced that there's going to be a new series post-discovery that uh takes place it's the starfleet academy series that takes place 
um, after Starfleet Academy is reinstated um, during the fourth season, I think, uh, of, um, yeah, during the fourth season of, of uh, Discovery. Okay, okay. So I they, they got go plenty of room finish. to go. I never had finished that series. I, I think I'm in season four somewhere. Uh, I go back. Yeah, it's okay. You'll, you'll get through it. You'll get through it. <laughs> Just, just take, just take it with a grain of salt and a glass of brandy. Yeah, it's a, it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely had mixed feelings about that series as a whole. Like, uh, so far, enjoying Strange New Worlds more um, mm. uh, by quite a bit um, thus far than I did Discovery. Um, but yeah, I did like some of the things they did with the Klingons in the first season or so, but then they kind of just threw that out the window, and like, you know, they didn't develop it much more um so unfortunate anyway yeah another topic for another time uh let's see here trying to think some of the other notes oh um speaking of the board or not speaking of but like um the board queen like i think i saw unless i missed it i think i saw there at the end that alice Krieg made a return uh is that correct like i think i saw that in the credits at the end of those yes yeah alice creek alice creek did provide the voice uh for the board queen however it was somebody else uh in makeup yeah i thought it it didn't look like her to me okay it was just her voice that's cool okay yeah and i thought the the woman who who sadly passed away I, I know you know that um they play the board queen in season two i thought she did an excellent job uh, yeah um annie Wershing uh, is the yeah. one who played the board queen in season two yeah uh actually it, despite the, the the contrived story again with the board queen throughout season two um she was amazing uh, absolutely amazing yeah she was great yeah i thought very solid job um But yeah, that that was definitely with like the Janeway Picard thing and who did it, like was definitely a glaring plot, plot hole. <laughs> he was like, "Wait, oh, now we know how the Enterprise got into the board cube. It went through that plot hole." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's some fancy flying in there. Um, like, and I love the, another another Easter egg, but it was def, definitely fan service moment. But it, but it, it, I got excited, like. Troy gets to take the helm again, and then she doesn't crash. She saves. Yeah, <laughs> just justice for Troy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, you, you know, you know, they did that on purpose because oh, they're yeah. like, "Ha, ah, see, she flew again, and she didn't crash the ship." In yeah, fact, she did. The, she, she did the badassery move and and <laughs> sit there and, and like like skidded into place. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little bit ridiculous, but it was great. It was still great. I was like, "Ha, that's nice." You know, but no, that. <laughs> I like that it was the the same the same saucer section too. So it was at least that part of it was, yeah. You know, it was the one she crashed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it would have been. I think it would have been unfortunate if she had crashed a second. Time. He crashed it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, wonder, That's it. Jordy would like lose his lose his shit at her. That's <laughs> it. Do you realize how long it took me to get that thing off the planet? No more. Get off my. Yeah, Jordy. Jordy's like, get out, get out of the seat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did notice that reading Rainbow is not wearing his visor this time around. Oh yeah, that 
Oh, well, he hasn't had um, he hasn't had a visor oh, okay. since um, well, I need since to go first back contact. And watch movies. Yeah, uh, he hasn't had his his. Uh, I think the last time he actually wore his visor was in Star Trek Generations. Yeah, yeah, he gets he gets the implants. I, I guess implants. Yeah. I guess the right word. Cybernetic. Yeah, the opti- yeah, Yep, the cybernetic eyes for um Z- for um first contact. And yeah, every time we see Jordy after that, he's he has his eyes. I miss this. I need to go back and watch that. First contact. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. For um, by the way, in my opinion, First Contact is my favorite Star Trek movie. It's always been a, it's always kind of been a toss between Star Trek two, six, and eight, but eight is definitely top of the list for me now. Are you are you sure that your favorite's not the one where they go back and save the whales? No, that's just funny. Um, and it was nice, in, you know. Uh, yeah, on a uh, on that note, I, I do like the uh, the bit in the second season of Picard where where the same punker played by the same actor is on the bus with with Seven yeah. and Rafi. Yeah, that was that was great. I, I like that callback. Um, yeah, like. Uh, yeah, they tried. They tried. They tried with the fan service back then, and it was good. It was a nice little Easter egg. Um, this one, they just they made up for it in absolute, you know, uh, with plenty to spare. I mean, it was just like it. It was like the. It was like Christmas and Easter came together at the same time. Well, we're coming up on our our last couple minutes here. Um, I thought it might be nice to. Uh, Send us off with a quote from Data. I, I like, um, I like that he's like going to see Counselor Troy there at the end, and that she's actually getting bored because <laughs> he's <laughs> talking for like two hours every time. Um, but no, I, I like what he said. Like he's he's talking about um, seeing a cat, and that reminds him of Spot, obviously. And he cries or, or weeps. Spot. He says he he weeps. Um, uh, for, for the first time for him obviously and and uh that was cool again like, to see data show that that side and, and he says um it seems being human is just as difficult as the desire to be human and infinitely more complex than i imagined i like that well, i think troy could I, I think troy could have uh could have ended it with no shit <laughs> actually yeah that would have been that would have been fun <clears throat> get a little bit of marina Sirtis in there <laughs> yeah uh, well laris thanks for for coming on once again thank you to talk oh, absolutely to my pleasure i love talking to you guys um uh, one of these days i'll actually get you onto my show when i yeah yeah pull cool. my pull my head out of my rear end and and get all of the uh different things in place to uh to have more regular visitors um i did uh, i did actually record uh last night a an interview with the crew of the starship tempest um nice. and they'll be appearing in the first episode of season seven of trechnicity which comes out like the eighth i think of june june eighth of june nice so so yeah nerds go go check out trechnicity uh playing on spotify and and youtube as well and uh, the redshirt geeks, and uh, you guys are on Twitch also, right? Uh, we are, yes, we are. Omen Gaming, right? right? Uh, yeah, uh, we are retooling that into OMG because 
I think old men gaming just <laughs> doesn't sound <laughs> as interesting. <laughs> but still, yes, we're on we're on Twitch at Red uh, Redshirt Geeks. Uh, RedshirtGeeks.tv is take you to our YouTube channel, and of course, we're all over other social medias like Twitter and Instagram as Redshirt Geeks and <gasps> Trekmasty. Yeah. All right, Lars. Thanks. Till next time, my friend. Sayonara. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Reverend Nerds Podcast. If you would, consider following us on Instagram. We are there at irreverent underscore nerds. You can also hit us up on Facebook. Just look us up there at the Irreverent Nerds. That's our fan page. We have a YouTube channel as well. Once again, the Irreverent Nerds. Nice and simple, right? And if you go to www.irreverentnerds.com, that will send you to our podcasters for Spotify, formerly anchor.fm profile, where you can send us a voice message if you want to support us financially or listen to the podcast. It will also direct you to other places you can listen like Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, you name it. So like, comment, subscribe, follow, all those good things, wherever you find us, wherever you listen to us, we would greatly appreciate it. Until next time, nerds, live long and prosper. Avengers Assemble! I'm Batman. Thank you.